golfing. Remember golfing? I love I golfing. First game of the year today. You played? Yeah, this morning. Yeah. Oh, right on. We got to go well, out, Dave. We got to do some golf. We got we got to do some podcasting first. Uh, oh, okay. Hey, Let's do that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, guess what? Star Trek: The Original Season uh, Series, uh, Season One, Episode Twenty Nine. No matter what order you go by, it's Episode Twenty Nine. Uh, Operation Annihilate is over, and it has been since 1967. But we're just getting started here tonight on Live Long Podcast as we continue our Wednesday uh, Ted Trek series to watch every original series episode not in order. This is our 52nd podcast out of the 79 original episodes. And let's next bring in my dad, Ted, the namesake of the podcast, as he continues to educate us on the beauty of the original series. Dad, how are you doing? Good. This is our 52nd. This is our one-year anniversary. 52 weeks. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's true. This it's 52 weeks of podcasting, and I haven't missed one. So I think I should get like a gold star. Yes, I haven't missed one either. Uh, you haven't either. Well, I couldn't run without you. We both <laughs> get gold stars, so that's, that's okay, good. Okay, there you go. Right? Anyway, Operation Annihilate is, is a classic uh, Star Trek episode. Yeah, we're here to break it all down. Let's bring in next our, our next two panelists. First, Jody Simpson, who had a brush with death yesterday, and we're very glad he's okay. Jody, how are you doing? I'm fine. Ah, I could be better, but I definitely could be worse. You could well, you could not be here uh, by the sounds of it. So I'm glad that you had very uh, possible. You got to the doctor, and they gave you some medicines and some prescriptions and everything else. So we're uh, we're very glad to have you here tonight. Special, a very special night for Jody. Thank you. Um, yes. And finally, bringing in next, Adam Woodward. Uh, hey, guys. How are you? It was a good episode. Jody, I'm glad you're okay. Adam, Adam's like, I have to follow Jody's intro. Oh, good. Like, you know, yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah. Uh, Adam, did you? Yeah, I don't Poor think Adam. you had a, a brush yesterday, but, you know, it's... Uh, no, I had a, a decent day. and <laughs> He drives the 401 and the 403 regularly, though, so that's almost the same thing. I, um, yeah, I haven't been here 52 weeks, but I think I've been here, like, 30 so, odds. So yeah. I, I'm happy to be here. You're yes. definitely over half anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. joined, you officially, uh, your first one was the 12th episode. So you joined us about, uh, yeah. So you're probably about 40. 40 That's pretty good. 40. This yeah. is your 40th episode, Adam. And I only missed well, except for the ones that you missed. Yeah. I don't miss that many though. <laughs> yeah. I missed a couple. Uh, too, Jeff's had the poorest uh, um, at 33. <clears throat> so. Yeah. Of the minutes. fact that you even have these stats is incredible. I have anyway. stats coming out of the wazoo. You are the here, stats man. Here on Operation Annihilate. And we're here to talk about this episode. This was the finale of season one back in 1967. Um, and it's 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 notable to me because of, of we get a little bit more glimpse into Kirk and his family and sort of who he is as this is all about these... Um, fake uh or i guess they're brain cells right this, this creature that they're all like individual parts of this of this bigger creature that have been they taken look over like the, gag vomit yeah they look like uh what would be known as yeah gag vomit as we can see there <laughs> um on strings uh bewitched style for a lot of it um and you know i think they did pretty good though i think like you know, I think this is this this is maybe my my biggest criticism of the episode that the, the special the effect is kind of just not that interesting, but I think otherwise. Yeah, but they're pulsing and stuff. It was pretty neat. It's fine. It it, it you know I just think it, if it, it's the only thing that sort of takes me out of the story a little bit. Otherwise, I think it's actually a very uh, a good episode. Um, and but 
I think that there's some some missed opportunities too because it becomes all about Spock and Kirk. But Kirk's brother, George Kirk, dies in this episode Sam. along with it. Sam, go to old Sammy. Um, here he is, is played by William Shatner with a, a mustache. <laughs> with a mustache. Kind of like your mustache, Dad. Hey, uh, wait, is Ted real today? <laughs> <laughs> or is Ted just playing Ted with a mustache? <laughs> yes, I think so. And he has a he has like a, a different hairpiece, I'm told here too. But uh, this is one of the only well, he's glimpses. Got more hair color, that's for sure. Or discussions we got around Kirk's brother. The only other one being, I'm just gonna see. I I know I have a picture of him here somewhere. Um, the nephew. Do I have? Oh, here he is. This is the other version of George Kirk from the J.J. Abrams uh, movies. Uh, we got a glimpse of him in uh, the first movie in 2009. This is an oh, alternate time. Stealing the stealing the stang. No, he wasn't stealing the stang. He he was on the road. He was on the side of the road. No, but that's what I'm saying is when when Kirk was oh, yeah, stealing yeah, the yeah. stang. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, can you go back? Can you go back to that picture you had up there um, of the kid on the bridge? Right with the nephew. Yeah, it was that, that right there? Was did that actually happen on the show? It was a deleted scene. Oh, okay. Cause yeah, I it's not it. in the actual episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it went too long there for a second. Yes, and yeah. and, but that, and that's that, that kid. That kid was um, the same kid in another episode. Was he the one? The, the one um, where they the 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 adults and you know the one? Yes, I mean. yes. I think he was in Miri. He does look familiar. He, he uh, was he, he did in it first. <laughs> he did it first. I uh, think just he was blame him, not me. It was said it. It didn't take long. It only took three, five minutes to that's mention Miri. I think that's a record Miri reference. No, right no, I think it's been faster. Before. But this yeah. is a legitimate. This is a legitimate reference. Right. No, but um, they I, all are. Yeah, but Kirk. <laughs> no, they like, aren't. <laughs> does um, I guess the death of Kirk's brother, of Jim Kirk's brother, George Kirk here, feels a bit yada yada to me that's maybe my only like sort of well they kind of translate right to spock struggle like right after that scene essentially right so it's like it's like his brother know. died but his true brother spock is now yes, maybe the one that he died. actually cares about right uh <laughs> and that becomes the story more or so that part is just a bit tougher because i guess um you can look at it a few ways. Kirk also maybe is just like pushing through that grief and doesn't quite deal with it. Uh, and he has more responsibilities. He can't be, he can't be uh, dealing with that right now, which I get, but it's also, it, but it's, you could also look at it the other way where he's just cold and doesn't really care. and doesn't really yeah. seem, you know, he seems more, way more concerned about Spock than he is about the rest of his family. Yes. And it seems like I got some nods there. Yeah. Like, they, I, I, oh, yeah. 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 yeah that I might agree. seem fair. I, I mean, you, you figure that he's losing his, he just lost his brother. I mean, like, it didn't seem like an event. It's just like every other red shirt that he dies in this show. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Yeah. Um, well, you're much... expecting a little bit of the old Shatner overdoing the episode and overdoing the scene thing, and you never got any of it. Like, you didn't get the, oh my God. Like, yeah. I mean, who knows how long it's been since he saw the guy last, his brother. And, well, you get the impression it has been a while. Right. Yeah. There just doesn't seem to be a family connection there. You know? I No. Well, that's probably why we never hear about him again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we can fill in the blanks for what we learned later that, you know, George, their father, uh, George and Jim's father was also in Starfleet. He was also named George. Um, and But in this timeline, they he did not die. Their father did not die. And he 
they, you know, they, these brothers went different paths. Uh, Jim Chloe went into Starfleet. George went into some kind of scientific um, pursuits. Are, because George, they, are George and Sam the same person? Wait, is his name Sam? Yes, yeah. in the show, his name's Sam. Sam. George well, Samuel Kirk, isn't it? I don't know. Well, they're referring to him as Sam. Yeah, they referred to well, him Maybe as that Sam. was his middle name and Kirk just... Yeah, George Sam is his middle name. It's George Samuel Kirk. It's yes. It? So he goes by Sam because he's he's George Junior technically, but he goes by his middle name. Okay. Um, okay cool. Right. He's trying to differentiate him say, say himself from his father, I guess. Yeah, and so like I think that there's that's just stuff that we never like. It's interesting that we watch these characters sometimes, not just in this Star Trek, but in the other Star Treks, where we get glimpses into who their families were, their lives. But this is also the nature of this series versus the other ones this this series is very episodic you know there isn't any like five you know five episode arcs or anything like that so you know they kind of know but they're done but think about the episode where we met spock's parents uh yes. we learned a lot about That's spock true. in that one That's episode true. right uh in this uh, and that moved over to like the animated series and stuff too so but you know you know too is that you know as as a as a finale of a season, like you can see the evolution of TV for sure. Is like this, it didn't yeah. feel like a finale. It's just another episode. Yeah. Another yeah. episode so, yeah, um, it was still good. I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, once you got beyond the death of, of the brother, he was it's, very, very compassionate for his sister in law, very compassionate for his nephew. Um, it still suffers that 10, 10 minutes too long thing, though. Yeah. I feel this episode, but I think it's a good episode. And then the lighthearted ending where Spock gets his sight back. And then there's like this banter with McCoy, you know, yeah. about, um, you know, him, you know, saying he's the best first officer and also saying, you know, that, uh, um, you know, your blindness did not give you appreciation for beauty because, uh, you know, Spock makes sure to, you know, get a couple of zingers in. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about this episode, honestly, is the little bit of dialogue between Kirk and Uhura, where he like basically yells her down for something that has no control. She has no control over like, get it, get them back on the radio. And it's like, they're not broadcasting. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. He was being, he was being bad boss. He was mode. being a dick. Like he was just being a prick though for that right. little moment. And then he literally turns it off right after that. It's like, why are you being such a prick? Like, <laughs> well, nothing I think she could do about it. Oh, but that, no, that's the yeah. funny part of it though. He was so acting so urgently around his family and then it just sort of went away. Yeah. Yeah. Once he gets down to the planet uh, and they find them and his brother's dead, but his sister-in-law is unconscious. We see her like pounding on things. His nephew is out of it. And this whole planet that we find out is about a million people uh, has been infected here. And as the threat, but the th I think that the threat is pretty convincing. It's like they came here. They were making us build ships. They want to go, they, these aliens and these things that are controlling us cause immense pain. And they have like a conquest mission. So, so Picard, or sorry, not Picard, Kirk has to, uh, you know, completely go against them. And he's like, we got to wipe out the whole planet. Spock and my nephew, I'm gonna have to beam them down and blow them up if I have to. But Kirk rejects that. I would I there must be a third alternative, he says here. But yeah, he gets kind of dickish there too. He's like, there's gotta be a third way. Give me a third way. Who's basically what he said. It's like, okay. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if he was just confused and he was just asking for a three-way. I couldn't figure out that why that why McCoy and Spock couldn't come up with light as a possibility. 
you think that that would just be part of the scientific tests? Yeah, yeah. Because we've yeah. we've uh, we've thrown all of our scientists at this. Every department is stumped, and no one came up with light, and he went into the sun. Nobody had to get free of it. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, yeah, you literally like learned that in the five minutes of the episode, like the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a cool way to start an episode. Let's be honest. Like it, I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Well, we we didn't mention that the, there was they when they first get to the system. There's this this ship that's flying like into the sun. Right, yeah. and that tends to be the big clue for the episode that these aliens are susceptible to light. But they thought that they didn't know why that guy was flying himself into the sun. Um, but that was the way. Like, he, I guess he figured I have to get rid of this pain because when you're, when these, um, what are they? What are they? Creatures? Like they're little. I don't think they actually name them, do they? Little brain cells. They're, they're cells. Like they're little amoebas. They're little amoebas. Yeah, they're yeah. little like amoebas that like attach to your spinal cord, basically. When they sting you, they leave the stinger in you, and then it it can't be removed surgically. It's it's like inside your nervous system and it causes immense pain. And then they that the the organism uses that to control the the hosts. It's like those zombie ants. Yeah, it's kind of like ever see those zombie ants on like Animal Planet and stuff. Oh man, that's scary shit. <laughs> 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 If you haven't uh, seen that, look that up, and you'll no. you'll probably not thank me later. Right. I think uh, Adam knows based on his based on his. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I, but you know that this episode though, where like where, where Spock turns his back, and you know what's going to happen. You're like, don't do it, and then the thing was like thrown at him like a frisbee, hits him. Yeah, back. <laughs> right. It's it's one of the tougher. Yeah, it's one of like it's. It, no, I didn't mind it. It reminded like it was an early age. I think it was great. I think it was just campy enough, yeah. but it was still serious enough, and I loved that. Yeah. I thought that was great. Like, Spock, no, turn around, get away. Yeah, yeah. Spock, no. And this is. I think I mentioned I mentioned that a couple episodes back, where like Star Trek, the original series, to me needs to be kind of radio play, campy, but sci-fi as well, and it has to have some sort of adventure in it, and this has everything. It does. It's got the whole sure. whole kit and caboodle. Right. As, 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 uh, as Kirk holds his, his true brother, Spock. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the brother he cares for. Right. Along with McCoy. Oh, come on. Start my video. Okay. So, um, also, we also saw like a yo, another yeoman uh, was part of this landing party that comes down to the planet. Uh, here she is. Uh, this was yeoman Zara, as played by. Uh, Marishka Talefero. I'm sorry. Um, barely certain that was butchered, but I'm sure, I'm sure it was. (laughs) Yes, but uh, um, she was only in this episode, but she was sort of memorable. Can't Uh, say she was hard on the eyes. No, she was not. Um, but when they come down to that planet, too, there's all those dent the I guess they're denovans because this is the planet of Deneva, and they all they all come out with those, those like. Those acrylic uh, rods, acrylic rods, and they're like, Rah! and I was watching. I was, I, I started the late, so I was watching on 1.25 speed. It was funny to watch on 1.25 speed, like, just to seeing them come out. The, be- uh, the best thing about it is when I first saw them, I'm like, why do they have toilet roll holder things? <laughs> like, what, what are the, what's going on there? <laughs> right. So they were like acting like aggressive towards them, right? But they, they were also saying like, get out of here, and they were yeah, get out of here as they're running at them, yeah. Yeah, and so they were clearly like under control, but 
this whole thing throws them off. They stun them, and they and when McCoy scans them, he's like, they are in pain, even though they're unconscious. So that kind of gives you like the stake is that you can't just like be sedated per se, right, and be sort of relieved from this. Um, and then McCoy, we've mentioned that they hear a loud scream. That's where they find the brother and the family, and she's trying to keep the things out. Peter's unconscious, uh, and this is where they take they Spock takes over. Uh, I know I'm just hitting through the plot, but at this point, then is that what we because she was trying to block the vent, yes, because I guess they would fly in through the vent, right? Well, maybe that's how they're getting through the facility, right? They're using the air ducts, yeah, yeah, because uh, clearly later on, those xenomorphs use them exactly. This is this is a prelude to that. This is a prelude to Alien. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's clear. Like, like, how did they say it was like five months ago that these things got there? Because that, yeah. that's, that's yeah, what, it was something uh, like that. Yeah. The sister explains, like the sister-in-law, uh, or yeah, fighting her. with them for that long or something. Yeah. Yeah, they arrived five months ago, and then they took over, and so they've been running them ever since. Uh, and and they they they're nefarious. They have like sort of a a, a hostile intent. Even though they are just loathsome blobs of jelly, um, blobs of but they're effective. They are effective. They took over the entire population. Like that was pretty good. What was going on with Nurse Chapel up in the um, sick bay when they first bring Spock after he gets stung here? Uh, and, and I think Roddenberry was mad at her at that point. Uh, it's but like she... you don't need all the screen time. <laughs> She wasn't uh, spot, uh, McCoy said either give give me this or get out and get a nurse here. Will well, why didn't she want to do it? I couldn't I couldn't I quite figure know. that out. She was upset. I think it was like her like own ethics thing or something. She's like you know oh you can't do that blah blah blah. And it's like he's got to do it. Like he doesn't have a choice. Like he's trying to save him. Yeah, it was a weird bit of banter and I think I think we're missing a scene there. I think there's like there's something there that got cut out that shouldn't have been cut out because I think it would make more sense whatever was shot for that because I can't I can't perceive that this is what they this is just what they shot and that makes sense because it doesn't make any sense like you don't really get the gripe that she has other than she's obviously against the procedure he's trying to do but you don't know why like and you never do right I think they just like oh she needs a spot right but All right. Um, yeah, just strange. I'm guessing there was a deleted scene. There probably there was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once Spock does regain consciousness, though, he get he storms out of the sick bay. He goes to uh, the bridge and he's like throwing. Oh, that fight is something. Throwing yeah. Sulu out of the way. Uh, well, throwing throwing Sulu's devil out of the way, who is clearly the devil, <laughs> as well as Kirk's devil, as well as. <laughs> Right, and if, <laughs> that one wasn't very well hidden. <laughs> did he nerve pinch Kirk? Is that what happened? He tried to. He tried to. I don't think he ended up doing it because there's a point where they're like holding him and he's like, trying to get him and he can't get him. Yeah. yeah, but eventually they wrestle Spock to the ground and they give him a sedative and then they take him to sick bay and they kind of show how how much pain he is because they have a pain gauge, I guess, on the reader. Yes, the, the K three, the K three uh, yeah. measurement. Very well known in the medical community. The K, of course, the K three indicator. All doctors <laughs> yes. know about it. Yes, the K three. Jody was hooked up to it yesterday. Uh, no, I wasn't because it doesn't exist. But anyway, <laughs> not yet. Uh, but maybe right. in the future it does. So eventually, but they, they're able to have a conversation with Spock. He's able to kind of talk about how he's 
I, I don't worry. I won't try to take over the ship again. And uh, I, I can, I can totally like meditate my way out of this. I can like just like psych myself up and and uh, condition my mind to ignore the pain. And they're kind of like, I don't know, man. I don't think that this that's <laughs> too realistic with everything we've seen. I think he did all right, considering. Yeah, but then he breaks out of sick bay again. Right. Yeah. Okay. Number one, if you're going to lock this guy down and you're going to put straps on him and stuff like that, why would you leave it? So there's not even a guard at the door. It's like, he literally gets right out. Yeah. You literally like they have security guards on this ship. They have hundreds of them. Um, they can literally just put a bunch right in front of Spock, but he gets out. That's not the point. He gets out and he goes to the transporter room and, and runs into Scotty and Scotty's like, Hey, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in sick bay. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're supposed to be locked up right now. That's like he totally he let says. me out. And and yeah. this this whole idea that Spock can't tell a lie is refuted here because obviously he clearly he's lying right to Scotty's face here. But uh, it's not totally Spock. It's another entity with him. Then okay, then then I guess I gotta blame Kirk because Kirk's event after this tussle and after Scotty eventually puts the stops him. Um, after after Spock even nerve pinched the the guy in the transporter room, you know Kirk gets there and they kind of tell him what happened. He's like, you know what, Spock, you're all I got. You got to go to the planet. Go. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, it doesn't. It ends up being the right decision, I guess. Um, oh yeah. Is that when he's look. going with a little red toolbox? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, used so to have he's got the little red toolbox. He's gonna Luke's go get a sample yeah. for 1077. <laughs> yeah, that's. Awesome. I, I thought he was bringing down I like a ratchet set or something. In my Zeller's days in the 1980s, I'm sure you did. Yeah, because I have one. Yeah, I, I guess old. the logic here too is that Spock's already infected, so he can't be infected again. Um, so he's the one to go down and collect a, a specimen, right? That was that was the logic that Kirk yeah. sort of yeah. goes with and here. He's probably the strongest guy there as well. Right. Well, was he is so when he does beam down with his little toolbox, uh, he runs into this guy who uh they have a bit of a fight. He has the key to the city. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's gonna beat him with it. Yeah, yeah. this oh, this fight was a weird one too. Oh yeah. This was the weirdest of them all. <laughs> because what stood so what, what stood out to me was if they're both infected, should should they, should they be beating each other? Should they be fighting each other? But that that yeah. was what seemed just a bit off to I me. Think, I think this made them all insane, so they didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah, but Kinda I like thought, the naked now. I thought that the organism sort of had a collective mind. It was sort of yeah, and not so sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they knew. Well, they Fox, they said that though. Yeah, he's collecting something. He's going to do something nefarious to the the the, the brain. Yeah, so I guess the greater intelligence has figured it out. Yeah. Yes. So after well, it's that, also assumed if they are linked, then the greater intelligence would know what the motives are for Spock coming down there in the first place. So I guess that does make sense. Yeah. Right. Realistically. Yeah. But when they do get that sample back, you know, they say, guess what, man? It's a, an enormous brain cell and they're connected by some kind of mysterious uh, technology, but it, nothing works on it. Phaser fire. Nothing works. Radiation doesn't work. Uh, heat doesn't work. It's the cockroach of brain cells. You know, if only there was another form of energy to test. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but they say they don't worry. Light. We didn't put any matter on it. Right. Once we get in, once we get into Act Four, uh, they, they you know Spock McCoy shows up. We have no ideas. Uh, we've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. You got to do something because we I tried think- bribing it. That didn't work. So we're like, what are we going to do now? Right. But uh, this is where Kirk's like, well, what was going on with the guy at the beginning? The guy who flew into the sun. There's got to be some connection there. Right. And they're like, well, maybe, yeah. maybe if we were only well, we were scientists. That's why we saw that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Like I get Spock's a, a little show, bit man. off his want? game here, but yeah, it's because uh, even Kirk's right. We have 14 science labs on this ship. We can't figure this out. I'm like, I'm with you. Kirk. Yeah, we're a goddamn science and exploration <laughs> vessel. And we can't figure out why these brain things are taking people over yeah, and what their weaknesses are all through it. But then because Kirk figures, Kirk's the one who actually figures it out despite not being the scientist of the group. Um, and, uh, and then they, they start to test it. They figure out that it's light and that they could create, what if we could bring the sun to the planet? Um, and so they're like, we put satellites around the plan here is to like put magnesite and, um, uh, and tr- trevium they say into the uh, atmosphere. But first they have to do a test in, in the bio lab. Which is that big decompression chamber we've seen a few times um, that's yeah. used for different purposes, but here they they put the it was one was it one thousand candles? Yes, I, a, mil- a million candle lights. A million a mil- candles. Mil- million nits. Yeah, right. This yeah. is a real me- scientific measurement. A candlelight. I mean, yeah, candlelight yeah. is. I think they now call it a nit or something like that. But yeah, that's it is possible. technically. It was a candlelight. If you go buy a flashlight nowadays, they actually one have million on candles per square inch, more specifically. Yes. Well, that's a uh, lot. That's a lot. Uh, it's a lot of light. And so they put the uh, they they put the the creature in there. They all put their their nice uh, fancy safety goggles on, the big red ones, and uh, you know, it worked. And now they're like, but Spock's like, logically, we have to put somebody in there, and it has to be me, right? Or the nephew. That's the other alternative. It's the only other two people they have infected that are alive on the ship. So uh, Spock's like, it's got to be me. You got to put me in. And he's like, okay, but let me put some goggles on you. No, there won't be any goggles on the planet. Well, give it a shot. If it doesn't work, do the test again without the goggles. The, the only thing that kind of fell apart there, though, was that the, the people on the planet did not have Vulcan eyelids. So did they all turn blind? No, because they figured out what, right? They, they figured out that they didn't need that much light or they, the light didn't need to be that strong oh, after okay, the. Yeah, sp- that's true. But but before yeah. they actually deployed it to the planet, that's so, right. Because that's when he got mad at Bones because he said he didn't mean he didn't have to be blinded. Right, right. But Spock seems okay with it because he's out of pain, you know. But he walks out of that. He walks out of the chamber and he runs right into a desk. But I'm blind. Yeah. I'm you can tell because I, I walked right into this desk. You know that scene was pretty. Uh, um, Similar to when he came out of the chamber in in um, in Wrath of Khan, you know, uh, that, yeah. You know, yeah, he bumped into the wall, and you can see and he did the same acting job. You can see he's struggling a little, yeah, bit. yeah, because he he bumped into the table or the chair or whatever it was, and he he, he looked very similar to that scene to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I never thought the, of that, but now that you mention it. After that commercial, though, that's when they McCoy's like, guess what? We didn't have to blind you, Spock. We could have done this with light that <laughs> wouldn't damage anybody. Um, Bonus, McCoy, we got to blind you, though. <laughs> McCoy carries this guilt around for the rest of the episode, right? Even like later, Kirk be like, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. Kirk, Kirk pretty much oh. guilted pretty good there in the first, though. Yeah. yeah. McCoy's like, no, I always am grumpy and argue with you two. I should have done it that time, you know, and I gave in. 
You know, that will teach me not to be nice and try to be a team player. No more. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was my read on that. That was pretty uh, good. And then they deploy the uh, they deploy the satellites, um, and then they they all start to fall and they start to like start to burn up or whatever, uh, like to, to 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 fade away. Yuhura's like, we got the report. They're dying. And he's like, good, good. All right, <laughs> excellent, then, excellent. This is this worked out swimmingly. Sure. Um, and then we got. I wonder if these are like the long lost relatives to the trill. Who are these little fake vomit things? Because they remind you of the symbiotes. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I think they're just parasite. Like you know, there's there's well, there's bound to be a lot of parasites in the universe. Let's. They might be from another dimension, or they might be from another galaxy. They never really figure out their origin, but they're they're yet another example of just hostile aliens that space is trying to kill you. Watch out. But they do this a lot in Star Trek. I mean, it's always something. Especially in Enterprise. In <laughs> Enterprise, the entire first season was all about them fucking up and almost getting killed all the time. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Right. Um, we get this whole thing. We talked about it really, but, my, but Spock comes to the bridge and guess what? My inner eyelid. It's like your own appendix because we were told the Vulcan sun is a little brighter than the sun of Earth. A little known fact there, Dave. A little known fact. A little bit known fact, yes. Yes. Um, I knew that Vulcan was more arid and hot, so I guess it tracks that it would also maybe be sunnier. Um, yeah, it looks like Death Valley. Yeah. And uh, so all good, you know. My, don't, no we need to worry here. They have sort of a light moment, and they head off. Uh, they, they, they trade their jabs and off to Starbase 10. But, like... Okay, and we 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 have touched upon this, and there was this deleted scene, which I kind of want to know what the contents of this deleted scene were with his nephew Peter. It's probably like Kirk being like, "I miss your dad," and Peter's like, "Yeah, well, he's dead now. Thanks, Kirk, and his mom too, for that matter." So, but, but, and by the way, remember my mom? What I was <laughs> maybe that's what it was. I like got to a know tiny Star, Star Trek uniform for him too. Yeah, he's wearing a little, yeah. a little tiny uniform. But wouldn't Kirk or Jim Kirk here be his next akin and sort of maybe the person he would? Yeah, he would kind of have to take him over, wouldn't he? Well, I, I would think so. Unless, like, what, what do you think happened to Peter Kirk? Yeah, kids have no place on a starship. No way. Well, that's in Kirk. Well, in Kirk. Oh, sorry. What? In, they can't, I guess they can't have Captain Picard Day then. <laughs> that happened years later. Come on, we didn't need Peter Kirk on on the bridge of the Enterprise, like because it was like pressure. No, it's like adding that cousin, the cousin to the Brady bunch. You just didn't need it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> would have been so, another stupid cast member. Yeah, you're right, Dave. I mean, you've got a family member here that just gets dismissed, and you never hear from him again, right? So, you know, is there a history well, with something would have to happen? Like, I would just like, like, hey, we're gonna take. Maybe him to he turns into Nero. We're gonna run into my parents, and my parents are gonna take in Peter or something. Like you could at least th throw it a line. That, well, that you know, could have been the scene, right? Him explaining that he's gonna go live with his aunt or something like that. But no, we need we need banter here with Kirk and and McCoy arguing about beauty and looks and his Vulcan ears and his Vulcan eyelids and like why? Like uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, just, it was just because they had ten more minutes to fill. But they could have yeah. filled it with something else, like True. you know. But it's 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 just the formula of the original series that we have to end this episode with some kind of 
Some kind of yeah, like well, Kirk and you know, Spock let's... and McCoy are all arguing with each other. TV shows to this day still do that. Like it, it's it, it still happens. It's... There's got to be some sort of banter to leave you on a high note kind of thing. I get. I don't know if there has to be, but it's uh, but it's what they did. It's what the choice they made, and for for better or worse, and that and that uh, and then that's the end of the plot. Um, you know, they beat the aliens. The planet is saved. Uh, Peter Kirk, who knows, and um, and that's about it. You know, but uh, cousin of David Marcus, uh, I suppose maybe maybe he would be. Well, I guess he would be. Yeah. Yeah, did they have a relationship? Probably not. Okay, so I think uh, he turned into Nero. Yes, that's maybe. what I would like to see. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the whole plot of Nero. He merged with the Vol the Romulan Nero. But hey, yes. that's the episode. But maybe we can learn some things we didn't cover. Oh, I'm doing some fun facts, am I? Okay. Oh yeah, well, I happen to have that up here right now, so that's good. You can start. All right, I shall. Uh. There is an outtake in the Star Trek blooper reel showing that the alien parasite attaching itself to Spock's, uh, well, it says buttocks here, but I like to say ass, uh, by mistake. So there was actually an outtake that we never got to see. Where, where it hits him in the they ass? Th they threw it and it gets stuck to Spock's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, if they put that in, that would have been way better. It would, it would be only if he had sold it without laughing, you know? Just, yes, if he just went fascinating i have to go yeah. to, doctor are you a, proto a proctologist <laughs> yes. you happen to study proctology <laughs> i got a pain in the ass you won't believe you ready adam or should i continue Keep going i'm going all right all right uh this is the first time mccoy's lab is seen uh inside the lab the prop used previously as balak's lamp desk in star trek the original series the Cor uh, corbinite maneuver uh, can be seen sitting on the shelf. Different components of sickbay were added over the first season, such as the decompression chamber seen in Star Trek uh, Space Seed. Uh, McCoy's lab contains one of the life support canisters used in the Botany Bay. There you go. So there you go. That's that's interesting. I, I would. I, what I always thought would be interesting to, is to actually be on, in the, the, the sound stage and get to actually walk through those sets and understand mm -hmm. like sort of how much, what kind of space that that, that occupies, you know, but not uh, as much as you think. Not as much as you think ever, right? Yeah. A lot of those sets were way more closed than people realized they were. Oh, apparently I just got email. Sweet. All right. I found one here. I found one I could put right. in. Is, um, it was the first appearance in Star Trek for child actor Craig Hundley, who played Peter Kirk. And he would also play Tommy Stearns in the third season episode, And the Children Shall Lead. So it I was remember. a mirror. Wasn't Mary? It was that was another it was, and the children shall lead. That's the one where like they're controlling the yeah the parents have all died yeah. and there's this weird and they're all going like this they're going yeah do, do, do. yeah so I remember yeah. that yeah he is that same kid he uh yeah. didn't he go on to do something else too this actor um, I thought I was reading that um, I'll keep going oh Craig Hundley uh, okay. he is an actor inventor and musician. Uh, what did he invent? He invented some something that they used in Star Trek the uh, movie. Invented a musical instrument known as the blaster beam. Yes. He he pat he he patented the design in 1984, and it was used in Star Trek the motion picture, uh, and it was also used. Huxley played it in the soundtrack to Ten Cloverfield Lane. There you go. A little known a fact about Craig beam? Hundley. Hmm? He didn't have a blaster beam. No, it wasn't around yet. Hit us, guys. 
Do you got you got one, Adam, or do yeah, I, I got one? Go again? one. Unique right. to this episode, this is for Dave. Uhura wears a black belt on the bridge, having worn one only while on the landing party in a previous episode produced for the City of the Edge of for Tomorrow. So she, she wore it uh, when she was on the landing party wearing a uh, communicator and a phaser. So she had only worn it there before, but this time on the bridge. Right, and, and the, the Omen was also wearing one, right, when she beamed down? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, do you have a picture and we can see? Uh, I have one of her, but not like a wide shot. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can find. No, I don't have it ready. Sorry. Uh, Sam Kirk's uh, office was at the University of UCLA. That's that was where. He, they yeah, that's that UCLA. Is. Yeah, yeah. So this one's interesting. Oh, this is one of only two episodes of the Star Trek franchise to feature an exclamation mark in the title. The other one is from a Star Trek Voyager episode called Bride of Chaotica. Yes, which uh, Dave knows very well, as well as I believe Adam. Yeah. That's the only two with an exclamation mark point. Which, which, which might be a plug for something else later. Star Trek Radio Theater. Yes. How about the neural parasites created by prop designer Wa, Wa Cheng from bags of fake vomit? There you go. So that's it's it, it's not it, that that's not even just like making fun of it. It's actually made from fake vomit. That's fake vomit. Yeah, bags of fake vomit. <laughs> There you go. Jody was right. So the voice, the voice of the Denian who cries out, "I did it! I finally, I'm. It's finally gone. I'm free." Right before it blows up in the sun, uh, is actually Leonard Nimoy. Oh, okay. So, uh, he's actually the one who voiced that that line. Yeah. I was ready to say it was James Doohan because they always need a voiceover to get. It always seems to be James Doohan normally. Yeah. But this yeah. time they got Leonard Nimoy because I didn't. It I did not. Mr. It did not Nimoy sound like him that. at all. No. Good job. The first draft uh, of the script, entitled Operation Destroy, did not feature Kirk's brother and his family. In that version, they had a Denevan uh, woman named Aurelian, uh, who was in love with a young man named K K Cartan, who flew the ship into the sun. I don't know if you needed the family. You know? I don't think you did. I think it actually is a disservice. I think that would have been better. Yeah. Yes. Because, it because I think you've basically well. done the Kirk family a disservice by putting him his brother into this episode right. to die. Cause he didn't, he didn't have an emotion to his brother. Maybe that was, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I agree. Like, uh, completely that it's, it's, it's actually a detractor. It makes Kirk seem way more cold. It's, it, you know, that the, the, the ending it, um, even if this had just been a buddy of his from the Academy, it would have felt a little bit, um, you know, empty. Oh, this, this one, this one's close to my heart. Mostly because I thought of it the entire time. The parasites bear a strong resemblance to the titular enemies from the 1959 Robert A. Helline novel, The Puppet Masters. I love that. The movie with, uh, with uh, what's his name? Uh, Donald Sutherland was great, even though it was a terrible movie. Uh, sometimes considered to have the start of body snatchers subgenre of science fiction. The same story was the unofficial basis for The Brain Eaters, 1958, uh, which also starred Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Uh, this was also seen in Charlie X as well as uh, The Trouble with Tribbles uh, additionally Star Trek the original series episode with Highland, uh, with tons of different Highland resemblances so basically the whole body snatchers idea is something that has happened many many times in the original series yeah I'm a so, fan I'm a fan of the body snatchers I, I love the body snatchers especially that straight to video version that uh, Donald Sutherland did I loved it yeah, man. Canadians all up in those movies. That's right. Gotta love it. 
It was only one of three original series episodes in which the word damn was used. With McCoy cursing the damnable logic behind the experiments designed to destroy the creatures. And the other time uh, was in Journey to Babel, where Kirk admits he can't he can't damn Spock for his logic or loyalty by taking command of the Enterprise at the cost of Sarek's life. Because it's a curse now, word? That's I don't that's know. a shock to me though, because I would have I could have swore that McCoy said damn way more than that. Nope. And then court martial where uh, Kirk makes a, a entry log stating that he is evidence uh his evidence against him is damning. So that's it. I know we, we damn it, Jim. You know, you hear that all the time. So damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. But apparently uh, that's only from one episode. Yeah. Hey Ted, was there well, a lot of was there a lot of that I language don't, back then? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Uh, but I did find a little bit more about Peter Kirk. Oh, let's hear it. One scene did not make it into the episode, and that's the one that you showed us, Dave, uh, where Peter Kirk was dressed in a command division tunic, sitting next to the captain's chair on a bridge while his uncle, James T. Kirk, agrees to let him return to Deneva to live with Sam Kirk's research partner and friend. Although filmed, it was edited out due to time constraints. This left actor Hunley with no lines in the finished episode. The character of Peter Kirk spends the entire show unconscious and also left the episode with no explanation of whatever happened to him. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, they, they, they should not have cut this scene. They should have cut the ending or they should have trimmed it at least a bit with the... Agree. Yeah. Or get rid of the whole family. Or just get rid of the nephew. Don't even have him in the story. Like, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you guys. And the reason being is because 60s television was exactly this. They they wanted to end on they wanted to end on some sort of high note so you, you weren't feeling down and you'd watch the next episode. So <laughs> I think from a marketing angle, I think this makes more sense. Yeah, I can't, like, this you is go. where you gotta remember we're used to the new ones where they will they will end it on a you know terrible despair you know like it happens right right but back back then like think about all the different shows like you know Mission Impossible and you know Six Million Dollar Man and all those they always ended on a high note but they didn't bring did they bring the those characters families in like when they were on Mission Impossible they're like hey this is um you know Phelps's brother hey guess what he just died and you know I. Um, no, I, 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 I'll give you that, Dave, for sure. Yeah, okay. that's true. Any more facts? That's no, I'm good. Me. I'm good too. Okay, well then, hey, let, let's get up to some quantifying of this episode as we head into the ratings. Uh, as mentioned, this is our 52nd episode that we've we've watched. Um, heading into the 50 to the 53rd next week. Um, and let's, uh, let's, let's start with dad. So how many, how many episodes of Star Trek, the original series is there? 79. 79. So we're more than halfway at this point. Oh, well, more than we have... 27 left. 27 left. It's been a long voyage, gentlemen. Happy year. It's a happy year. And then the lockdown should be over. That's <laughs> time for discovery or Ricard. Well, uh, uh, the card trailer. Can we talk about that later? We should. We should talk about all that because I'm very excited about this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but before we do, Dad, I need to know how, how good this is. Yeah, I think I'd give it about a seven point nine or an eight. An eight. Give me an eight. All right, you got an eight. Um, I'm going to go. I, I think I would go probably like seven point six. Uh, to Adam. Oh, I like this. I, I give it an eight. Okay. Jody? It's going to surprise you guys, but I'm going to give it an eight as well. 
Oh, wow. I'm the low vote here. Yeah, Dave's uh, actually the low one on this one. Yeah. Um, okay, so 7.9 average between the four of us. Uh, this has a 7.6 on the IMDb. Gives us a 7.8 overall, which is above average. So uh, pretty good overall. And now we have to, to pick our next episode. Uh, I picked last time, so it's not me now. Yes. Uh, oh, i got to fix that part and do all that. But... Um, Dad, do you want to pick the next one or or, or Adam? No, I'll let, I'll let one of you guys. I picked a lot. Well, you know what? It, it doesn't. Let's just pick one. I mean, let's go with the children should lead. And ah, okay. so we can actually see that guy talk. Yeah. Uh, yes. The Peter Kirk actor who didn't get who who didn't get to talk this week. I don't know All about right. you guys, but I am not excited about that. I anyway. love this episode, even though it's bad. So I am. Uh, yeah, I'm excited I'm... for it. Not a fan of this episode, but that's all right. All right, we just pull that. You know right. uh, when you start watching, you'll be like, "Oh shit, it's this episode." <laughs> <You're> <laughs> oh, I, know, I trust. It's me. one of those episodes I've just watched. There's a few original series episodes I've just seen more times than others. Uh, Cat's this Paw is also. Is this yeah, is this is also one of those episodes that in syndication it was always on. I don't know why, but like every time, like in the eighties when I was watching Star Trek, this is the episode that was on almost all the time. So, yeah, for be for better or worse, we're so spoiled now and with Netflix and stuff, right? Because we get to pick what we want now. Oh, Peter yeah. Kirk's a really tall kid in this episode. Okay. Um. Yes, but yeah, yeah. I want. But just on that segue, so we're pretty much wrapped up for our. I think our coverage of this particular episode, Operation Annihilate. But we're gonna be back next week to talk about the next one. Uh, which, uh, as we mentioned, is And the Children Shall Lead from Season 3. But we we said that there's a bunch of other Star Trek news. First Contact Day was this last Monday. It was. Last Monday. And uh, some, so Star Trek put out a few announcements, which included that, uh, oh, that in Star Trek Picard, that Picard trailer. Oh. That uh, Q, John Delan as played by John Delancey, will be returning for the second season of Star Trek Picard. We already know that Whoopi Goldberg is also going to be uh, in Season yes. 2. I so broke that news. Ages ago, yeah, that that got revealed on the View, I believe, right? Yes, he yes, asked her did, yeah. on the on the View to, to come in for that. So, um, so I, I don't know, like, I wasn't super keen on the first season of Picard. I'm hoping that this is maybe the the lift it needs. Uh, I am so excited about this, and I'll tell you why. And it sounds silly, but it's the Queen of Hearts. That's the reason why I'm excited over it. Queen of at Hearts. the end, yeah, at the yeah. end of the teaser, the Queen of Hearts turns into Q, obviously. So you already know it's about Q. But what people aren't seem to realizing is the fact that when Data was playing poker in the first season, yeah. all of his every time he was playing poker, it was always the Queen of Hearts, and it was always all the Queen of Hearts. So they've had this plan since the beginning. This Queen isn't something they just put together. But who's the Queen of Hearts? No, the whole point is that Data and Q are linked in some way. I got to sign off, guys. I, I, oh, okay. I, the desk calling me, so I'll be. I'll have to see, see you next week. Okay. All right. See you later. Okay. Yeah. There he goes. Um. Yeah. Well, let's just also. So, I, hey, I'm excited. There's so many hidden things in that teaser, though. There's <laughs> you got to watch it a bunch of times. There's the background stuff. There's a whole bunch of things. They have the tablet from Deep Space Nine in it. Uh, that's that's part of it. Because it's on the holodeck. It's in like that study in that's in Picard's house, but it's actually the holodeck version of that, right? Well, yeah. you don't know. You we don't know for sure. Is, yes. Yeah. yeah. You assume it is, but it's a recreation of of the study at the Chateau Picard. 
right? Right. So, but the tablets there from from DS Nine, the uh, the emissary uh, one, uh, where they only got the two words. Um, the, you mean like from the converted. reckoning from the episode, the reckoning. Um, uh, yeah, the big the big oval tablet thing. The coast emojin. As they said. Uh, is that what it's called? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, It's been a while since I've seen that episode, but the minute I saw that tablet, I'm like, wait a second, that's from DS9. So, who knows? We might maybe, maybe we'll see Avery Brooks come out of retirement for this. Oh, who knows? That would be something. Get, well, they, Wouldn't they that be, a, eh? They haven't shared a scene together since 1993, Avery Brooks and Patrick Yeah, Stewart. when the uh, the original, uh, would have been the original, uh, the original episode of ds9 yeah it would have been the pilot of d space nine that's the last yeah, time they were ever in, he, that's when a, he had a fit on picard and he was pissed off and then picard left he's like yeah. you got my wife killed when you were lacutus he's like well it wasn't really me but yeah. well i was a fucking borg what do you want what do you want what do you want <laughs> i was a borg <laughs> but no i honestly i urge everybody to watch that trailer a whole bunch of times you'll you'll ca- catch a whole bunch of things like for instance on the on the uh the what do they call it the mantle i guess it is above the fireplace yep. there is a steel uh, a steel statue, which is a horse with a carriage. That's actually from the episode Brothers from uh, Next Gen. So yes. that was that was there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of shit. Uh, that that weird statue thing um, that the professor brought to Picard to have him go away on that uh, that mission. Uh, that was there as well. Even though technically he threw that in the wreckage of the D. Uh, because he was rooting through trying to fit the book, yeah, and the yeah, and the book that, yeah. and the book, uh, the Shakespeare uh, book that he has in his ready room in Next Gen, is there again, and it's open to the exact same page, which I was like, Ooh, all these clues. Neat. Well, hey, I'm I'm excited so to have Q back. I think that the Q alone is Q and Picard is yeah. always gold. There's not even a bad episode with those two. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, it was kind of like the big missed opportunity to do a movie with Q back when they were doing the movies. Well, there was supposed to be a movie with Q. Yeah. So that, that didn't end up going the way it was supposed to. So. It's kind of the story of next generation. Like it's the bookend of the series, and everything else also, but not all just about Picard. Uh, we also got star Trek True. prodigy news yesterday, as we saw our first look of the new captain Janeway in cartoon form. It turns out it's going to be a hologram of captain. Janeway. The hologram. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that is discovered. But she's by- voicing it. So that's cool, I guess. But yes, uh, but it's not the actual. It's not the original Catherine Janeway. I, uh, honestly, I have no interest in this show, and I don't think I'm supposed to. Like, it, it, this is this is for a younger generation. So I'm gonna watch I, it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna. I, I'm still gonna look at it to see what it's like, but I don't think this is a this is a show. I'm. Gonna I have no following. expectations for this, but no, I, exactly. I, I'm the exact same way. You know what? It might end up being amazing. Who knows, right? But it, it's. I, I'm. I'm voting. This is more of a let's get kids hooked on star trek type episode well i think they're looking at what star wars has done with some of their animated shows oh, clone and- wars yeah very very popular clone wars is fantastic by the way i i've even watched it uh, right. and an you can hook a whole new generation into star trek through a show that's more accessible to them so i'm all for this it's just not going to be my cup of tea i'm sure but i'm very technical when it comes to star trek and you know with that i, I don't think this is going to be anything i'm interested in but i i applaud the fact that they're doing it because I think it's a good step. I think it's a great way to get new generations into Star Trek and keep it keep it alive. So I'm I'm totally down with that. I, so, I, yeah. I'm just curious how they're how they're going to explain the aging of John Delancey. But I, that's easy. You just make him as old as everybody else. Q, uh, Q can just um, yeah, but Q can form anything he wants. So you know, right. he, all he has to do is show up and say, "Well, I wanted to be more sophisticated." You know, like that's all he has to do, and he's done. Right? Like it's it's yeah. Q, okay. right. My favorite line of of 
of Q, you know, when he's talking to Riker on one of the episodes, and he, oh, don't fret, Riker. My good fortune is your good fortune. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was great. He's one of the only people from Star Trek that I've actually met in person, uh, and he is a fantastic guy. He was yeah. so fun to talk to. And I've I've met him and Brent Spiner. Jane uh, met him too. Um, oh yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. she said no, she really he, enjoyed meeting. He was uh, super nice, super cool guy to talk to. So I was I'm I'm very excited to see him. Also, we saw we got a trailer for season four of Star Trek Discovery, Adam. Uh, and we got new uniform update. Um, for I knew the uniform was the first thing you were going to mention. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I literally saw it and went, "Oh, Dave's going to talk about that." <laughs> Well, yeah, like I thought that these were because um, they 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 were finally in these new uniforms to end season three, and here they are in season four, and it's kind of the same design, but it's different color scheme uh, with the with the the division color being the dominant color instead of the gray, and they put black down as the stripe. Um, interesting, very uh, interesting looking. Um, I like it. I got away from the gray, get some color on the, on the now. It looks good. Yeah, it looks very next genny almost to me too. Um, so uh, like, well, the color palette's definitely next genny, but I don't think the uniforms really are. But well, uh, it's more like with the pips and how like the these top things attach and whatever. But um, yeah, it's but it's also its own look, which is good. Well, too. it's supposed to be like the rebirth, right? So yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. It comes across. So I, I was excited to see all that stuff. Uh, you know, it was kind of it's a good week for Star Trek this week. So uh, definitely was. If Star Trek's fans should be happy. Yes. Right, more, especially Picard, because I didn't know what the hell they were going to do with Picard. So now that I know Q's in there, oh, I'm so much more happier now. I was happy, but I'm like, it feels like there. It's, it also feels like a desperate move where they feel like you know what I think is going to happen. I think Q's going to flash him back to human uh, instead of happen. Android. Yep. Maybe. 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 And you never know. You might see more Brent Spiner too. Do we have to wait until like November, or do we have like any? You have to wait until next year. Oh We're going to get Discovery before Picard. So yeah, getting Discovery uh, before right. Picard, yeah. But isn't there going to be a Lower Decks this summer again or something else? Yes, August will be Lower Decks. And we, August and is Lower Decks. We, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't mention that, but there was like a new trailer for Season 2, and it was renewed for Season 3. Yeah. Yes, uh, they've already confirmed two more seasons for that one. Yeah, so. yeah. Which, rightfully so, I did, wasn't a fan of it to begin with, but yeah, it definitely I grew on me, and I'm happy. You. I, I didn't like it in the beginning, but I now I've watched it twice. Yeah, I was the exact same thing. Once I rewatched it with my kids, I'm like, yeah. oh, now I get it. Now I'm I know what to see doing. more Riker as the captain of the Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think Prodigy is for the younger generation, like really young generation, and then I think I think really Lower Decks is supposed to be their version of The Simpsons for the generation that my kids are in like the teenagers and stuff like yeah. that because i remember when i was a teenager that's when the simpsons started and that's you know it was kind of cool to watch and it was edgy but not edgy enough you know what i mean so yeah I think it's, it's nice... also for everybody who grew up watching next gen which is why they chose to put it in that era perfect time to do it yeah because i can watch it with my kids and i get the inside jokes they don't get them all but you know they still enjoy the show so i totally get where they're going with i i definitely have 180 on my opinion on that show for sure right, so. so hey star trek living it up uh first contact weekend uh, and as mentioned this is our 52nd episode of original series tonight so we've done a full year uh of these straight so hey so you it, started crazy. First, first week of lockdown last year and here we are again yeah it we're, was we're uh, we're from Ontario and anybody who's watching that doesn't know that we're currently back into a stay at home order as of tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, it started a year ago on Monday. 
So a full year later, we're back where we started. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, actually, we... I can. T- I, I know where. I know where Dave and I were because we were playing hockey literally the day before the lockdown started. <laughs> but it was like March fourteenth. Was yeah, our, we did a hockey tournament that day, and like by March fifteenth, yeah. things were. Yeah, things Rapidly. went to shit. <laughs> yeah. We're like, wait a second, we're not going to be able to play hockey. <laughs> yeah, or do anything. Yeah, it's been a year. But you know what? At least I got to spend this year with you guys. And, yeah, I yeah. get to meet you guys. I, I'm happy. And actually, Adam, we only met this year, so that worked out well. So Maybe it's not the destination that matters. Maybe it's, maybe the, it's journey. the journey. As Harry Kim would say. Oh, and I forgot to mention, we're doing Star Trek Radio Theater this weekend. Uh, on Are Saturday, you? and we're doing um, our man Bashir from D Space Nine uh, yeah. with Jamil Robinson playing Dr. Bashir. This is the James Bond episode, so check it yeah, out. Yeah, not night. my favorite episode, but I'm, I'm sure the radio play version of it will be much better. It's going to be very good. I'm going to be war. Jeff's going to be Garrick, so that that alone might be worth it right there. Yeah, so check that out. It's going to be fun. Uh, so if you if you haven't checked out Star Trek Radio Theater, please do. Yeah, and I think I'm going to have to participate in one soon. You should. Much. We we gotta get you back in. Like I, now we're having like this rotating spot come through. Um, and so uh, it's um it's yeah. Maybe that, I'll uh, have to make a guest. We'll get again. you in. We can get you in for the next Voyager. So uh, you know, if if, if you want to do Voyager, it's um, a lot of fun. Yeah. What what's up? It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, very much so. I enjoy it a lot. Also, make sure we're going to be on later tonight, Jamil Robinson and I, to cover Big Brother Canada 9 as we're in week six, uh, the veto episode. We do that three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays on a 10-week journey to watch that show, plus Trivial Debates, our monthly show where we argue about movies, TV, sports, and more. Eamon Mater hosting the next one, both Adam and Jody competing along with my dad for Ooh. that one. So that's going to be an interesting And time. Ted? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. This panel. How many times am I going to get called an idiot? Never. Uh, who knows? At least six rounds worth. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's, minimum. Uh, it's, <laughs> minimum. <laughs> the thing is, can I get called one? I'm gonna try. Uh, oh, dude, that'd be amazing. Yeah, probably not. He'll probably be good, but it's who knows? It's Ted Mater. He's unpredictable. You never know. He's he's off the wall. He's yeah. literally the he's the rebel of the show for sure. <laughs> yes, he's the rebel Mater. Okay, yes. well, we're gonna sign off. Thank you, Jody. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Dad, uh, and uh, Jeff, wherever you are, and we'll be back later tonight for screw uh, Jeff. All right. Oh, thank you.